so fat and satisfied. I don't care where you put this. I don't care at any point. I want you to keep this in because I want to anger somebody. It's going to be a lot of work trying to... Ray Skywalker. So, uh, welcome to the Star Wars Skinny, where we give you the skinny on all things Star Wars right after we get skinny. Kenny, that, that's my intro, and I didn't get skinny before watching Andor because I'm calling it my fat and satisfied edition. Usually, I'm <laughs> a, I, I like work out before my podcast episodes, you know, like, this is my reward, getting to talk about Star Wars to the internet, but uh, not for Andor. Fat and satisfied. <laughs> I, I'm joined by, by Kenny. Uh, we, we met over Twitter. Uh, do you want to... Plug yourself at all on on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, hello. Uh, my Twitter is Sith underscore Slayer six eighty three. I don't really do much on there other than just shit post. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll follow for more shit posts. <laughs> I just post basically whatever anything. <laughs> I don't do much. Sometimes you might find me elsewhere <laughs> on Twitch every once in a while, but I don't not often enough to mm-hmm. really do anything. And now you're a podcaster. Yeah. Is this your first time on a podcast? Y- yes. Yes, it is. All right. Well, it's it's pretty easy. You just uh, talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't it, imagine I it's it, difficult. I'd it imagine it's uh, more difficult to be on the hosting side of it. Yeah, you'd think, but I'm, I'm not very I, – I don't take it that seriously. So if, I, if you're yeah. jumping into the podcasting realm, you started with the right place. I'll be a exactly. perfect stepping stone. You'll eventually be on the biggest show there is. But well, we'll yes. start with the, the, the we all Star Wars skinny. Hey, it's a good, hey, whatever it takes. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Well, yeah, we are We are talking about uh, Andor episode four, which came out yesterday. Um, I've already put on my gloves for this episode. Are you wearing gloves, Kenny? Uh, I do not have gloves. <laughs> it's, I. I think it's uh, Blast Points, a Star Wars podcast. They, they've they've really turned me on to all the like really, really like little like minute lines of Star Wars, and they just hammer them to death. But Wait. I, I just find it hilarious. The first opening scene of Cassian and Rogue One, when when the stormtroopers ask him for like his identification, he's like, ah, "But my gloves." <laughs> of course, my gloves. I'm just like hyper aware of gloves when I think of Cassian now, so I have okay, to, I'm, I'm wearing gloves, so I won't be able to hang up on you without taking up taking uh, off my gloves to hit the end button. So <laughs> this could be a long one. That, whatever, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All right, well, we've got a, a fun episode of uh, Andor to talk about. Do you, where do you want to start? Like, I don't really have much of an agenda when I go through these episodes. I mean... It's really like podcasting is just like the easiest way to podcast it's just like there's a show let's talk about it yeah i say i'd say the biggest thing outside of what and what cassian is doing is uh coruscant just seeing coruscant again in live action that was awesome we talked about that a little bit before maybe i can edit that in like a good podcast host it'll be (laughs) we we actually started talking about it now i mean we got to see coruscant again which i mean that's an automatic win. Yeah, just from just from the first shot of just that in space, I'm like, I've probably seen this exact same shot before, but it just looks so so much more crisp. Uh, oh yeah, it, I could. They literally could have just taken a shot from like the <laughs> opening of Revenge of the Sith, redone the CGI, and then just used that, and it yeah. probably, I mean, yeah, looked the yeah, same. That, it looked great. 
it did and like it it zoomed in on coruscant and then like it, it, then it we just saw buildings like we didn't yeah, it just wasn't see the just Jedi like, temple. Uh, yeah, it wasn't just generic still image of coruscant yeah. like we usually get it was like it made it feel alive yeah it's usually like a still image with just like some speeders going by yeah, but like this it, was like a whole like panoramic yeah it's cool this was a vibe this was a it made it feel alive it felt it felt like seeing it in the clone wars oh man yeah it's like a like a clone wars episode come to life i guess i mean at least with that yeah and then mon mothma again was mon mothma's always fun to see and we like never get to see her like this is like the most screen time she's probably ever gotten right here yeah at least in live action yeah, I did start to rewatch the Rebels episode that she showed up in. Yes, because like, this her it speech. Seemed, yeah, because it seemed to very much be setting up something along those that line. Um, but yeah, like just seeing all the speeders and stuff, just just hearing the speeders, I could just close my eyes and just and hear just, all the speeders going by. It was. Uh, it brings you right back. We're flying through the the car car guy. He goes down an elevator. Like we're we're he does we're going to the he lower does. levels. Uh, we got, and then he gets I, I, slapped by his mother. <laughs> that was a funny scene. I, I have it playing. I have it playing while we're recording, just on silent here. And I'm about to get to the slap scene, so if I start giggling, <laughs> that's why. But the, the lady, like across the street, that's like eavesdropping on the conversation, and just hey, shoot. <laughs> and then she about bashes her head into the wall. <laughs> she like jumps back a good foot. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yep, there's the slap. There it is. Oh, that lady behind him is just into it, just watching it happen. Yeah, it, we didn't get a lot of Karn in this episode, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's kind of, we've got a couple different plot points happening on Coruscant. This is kind of like Coruscant episode, at least so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got Karn getting fired. Basically the whole corporate security, corpo force or whatever. All the we got to see, fired. Um, yeah, and then we got to see the, uh, the ISB, oh, the... Man. That's that's the group from Rebels that was introduced to Rebels, right? Or not, I don't know if introduced, but they were in Rebels. Yeah, it was the the Agent Callus character. That, that that's what probably, I thought. Yeah, he's probably the most well known ISB agent. Yes, I, I couldn't Moff remember. Gideon I couldn't remember ISB, but yeah, I don't. But yeah, right now I think we've we've gotten a, a deeper look at the ISB themselves just in this one episode of Andor than anywhere else. Like a character has been ISB in in Rebels, but like actually seeing how they, they operate, and they all go and they give their reports, their quarterly reports. They, get... <laughs> uh, they all have, like, their own little sectors, and it's, like, and then, all so clean and organized. Yeah, and then you get yelled at if you're not done. <laughs> yeah, Good job. the dude didn't care about anything other than the reports. He didn't. Very passionate speech about how they're, like, the, the healthcare workers, like, <laughs> curing the disease of the Empire, but then, like, someone actually tries to cure, cure the, the disease, the rebels of, of the empire and he's like uh but what about those reports though (laughs) yeah what about those reports though stick to your own sector and don't worry about this yeah i got kind of i think it it might have been sexism i uh it was like he had this weird line to her right when he's like telling her off he says hey there's this high bar for your performance oh yeah senseless to ignore potentially the foundation of a uniquely superior career you're supposed to be more competent and tucked away that's why that's why you're here. That's why we're bringing in more officers like you. It's just like you. I don't. Ugh, yeah, no. Nasty. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> like there was another woman in that room. Like right when we open up on the ISB, like there's a woman speaking. But then you look around the room, and it's just like, oh no, it's just a bunch of white white guys. It's just a bunch of old white dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... And then there's one old white dude who gets demoted for not getting his work done in time. 
he looked familiar. I've, I've probably seen him in, in like something. I, yeah. Yeah. And then we got um, what's uh, I can't think of the the character's name. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character. Uh, uh, Luthen. Luthen. We got to see a yeah. little bit more of him in action. Yeah. But not really whole... in action. We got to see more of his character as well. Yeah. Yeah. We got. I feel like this was the Luthen episode. I guess we. I just said it was. The... The Coruscant episode, but it, it it feels like we're getting to know him. Like we were introduced to Mon Mothma here, but we're really seeing how he fits into the whole picture. Like how he, this, it also seems this, like he yeah, might be the one that helps her get the jump to leaving the Senate, even though he doesn't like want it. her to do it. Yeah, he. I feel <laughs> like she's the funding of the scenario, and that's like. The funding's dried up because they're, or if she has the money, but she's not able to like pay because it because she's getting so many people watching, watching her. her all the time. So that's it. Kind of connects to why he's sending Cassian on this mission to like steal all this money. Yeah. Uh, so it's like he's he's the one that's actually trying to do things out there. She's kind of just the money bags, at least at this point. And yeah. He's getting impatient and he wants her to to make some moves. Um. Yeah. And she, it seems like that these events might be what leads to her needing to get off world when during the events of Rebels. I think so. Cause Maybe she not this directly, because this is what they say, directly. 5 BBY. It is. And Rebels season three is like, what, like two or three BBY? Two or three. It, it creeps all the way up to to, to just right before to like rogue one right like because there's like a rogue one crossover or like yeah i mean because uh, you see the, the ghost and chopper and rogue one yeah okay so i feel like it is like a really direct connection though because there's something she said i wrote it down at when she's talking to her husband who's a complete prick <laughs> oh god i hate it i hate it the minute <laughs> i saw it instantly like i don't think i've ever hated anyone that fast it's like, like his, oh. it was his hair honestly <laughs> yeah he turned around. I'm like, okay, interesting. Like, uh, I let's see if I. And then the, the second he opened his mouth, it's like, oh, oh yeah, no, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, when she was talking to him, like, she's he's like, oh, we're gonna have a dinner party with all these people, and it's like people she's that like, are working though. against her. And she's like, I don't want to do that. But then she's like, oh, we could we could invite the gourmet these people that apparently just got cut off by the empire, like they they're being like blockaded, so they don't have any. And he's like, but they're not fun. They're not fun. Yeah, but like the the Gormans, uh, I looked up, I think, I didn't know this. I had to go to Wikipedia to find this. But she quoted the the Gormans in her speech that's like calling out the emperor in front of the whole Senate. Like that's kind of her call to action, why she leaves uh, the Senate. Imperial Senator Mon Mothma of Chantrilla has shocked the Senate with her treasonous remarks against Emperor Palpatine. I name the Emperor himself for ordering the brutal attacks on the people of Gorman. Their peaceful world is one of countless systems helpless against his oppressive rule. This massacre is proof that our self-appointed Emperor is little more than a lying executioner, imposing his tyranny under the pretense of security. We cannot allow this evil to stand. It's like... Yeah, because apparently Palpatine eventually like attacks the Gormans or sends stormtroopers there, and yeah. that's that's when she uh, officially leaves. So I feel like if we're already talking about these Gormans, um, we could lead right up to that. Yeah, definitely. I will. Yeah. Was it? What's the actress's name that plays her? Also played her in Revenge of the uh, Genevieve O'Reilly. Yep. Did and she like, voice her in Rebels? Oh, she had to have. 
Now I need to know this. That, yeah, I mean, obviously she wasn't the original one in no. Return of the Jedi, but like I think everything like in the last ten years has been her because like she's been it ever since uh, Revenge of the Sith. I don't know if she was the in. deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah, the deleted scenes to Revenge of the Sith. God, those deleted scenes one. should not have been deleted. Padme helping I, form the rebellion. Oh, wouldn't it be like so behind the scenes? Just, what if we got a Padme flash? What if they just played that scene in Andor? Oh like, my God, that would be amazing. Flashback. And they just like redid it, made it look super crisp, and we get Natalie Portman back in Star Wars. Like, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, in 2005, O'Reilly played the young Mon Mothma in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Though most of her scenes were ultimately cut, scenes were later included on the DVD release. In 2016, she reprised her role as Mon Mothma in Rogue One, and she voiced the same character in the animated television series Star Wars Rebels in early 2017. Yeah, all right, which. I mean, my mom, my, she was in Clone Wars. I don't know if we like ever heard her talk though. I think she was just in the it background. Say of that she was voiced by any by her in Clone yeah. Wars. I don't think she had like a spotlight. No, it doesn't. Did she not have any lines in the Clone Wars? I don't think. I feel like she was just in the background of like every scene, but like she never said anything. Why? Why is? Why is the first article I see about this episode, who is Mon Mothma? Star Wars fans are about to be shocked. Like, what? We've known Mon Mothma since Return of the Jedi. We have, but, like, we she's just this mysterious... You know, I mean, like, like, we've still known of the character. Honestly, like, I don't think I knew that much about Mon Mothma. No, Mon Mothma, I think we always hear the name and we know about her. Yeah, but and like not, her name carries so much weight. Like it's like but oh, she's not heavily featured a lot. But it's crazy. Like she is a huge character in Star Wars. Like she's and like she doesn't have much appearance. Yeah, she's like all. integral to like Padme and Bail and Mon Moth. Like they're all forming the rebellion. I guess we never well, saw I, that. Is that Revenge of the I don't Sith. think that's canon but anymore though, because of the deleted scenes. They canonized it in a book. Uh, the Padme books basically make all that canon again, but we just... Have I have, I have those. I intend to read them. I have, like, every Star Wars book like canon that I could possibly get, and I just, I haven't read them. Do not... Well, okay. I liked the Padme books. I would start with something else, get get going a little bit, because that I started I think one of my first books, because I read... Uh, like a political thriller, almost at some point? Yeah, and there was the, the first one, I think, Queen's Shadow. There was, like, multiple chapters where it's just describing what she's wearing, and I'm like, I don't really care what kind of dress she's wearing, and um, so I kind of slowed down on Star Wars books, because I'm like, yeah, it was kind of boring. Uh, but Queen's uh -oh. Peril and Queen's Hope were really good, so, like, I feel like yeah. I, gotta, I gotta just give Queen's Shadow another shot, but it's a trilogy... And I think the the Queen's Peril one is really cool because it like takes place during the Phantom Menace, so it's like you're seeing like what was happening with all the handmaidens while the events of the Phantom Menace were happening. So like I was super into that. And then yeah. Queen's Hope is like uh, kind of Revenge of the Sith timeline. So yeah, Queen's yeah. Shadow is kind of like a Clone Wars era book, and it was very politicky, yeah, political thriller kind of thing. Yeah. So I I wasn't as into that one. I mean, it makes sense though because like prequel era was very much a political story with the Star Wars backdrop. We'll say, um, one thing I really like about this is that we have not seen a single stormtrooper in this show yet, but you I can was, feel the Empire's yeah. presence almost more than you can in anything else. Yeah, that's a great point. In the, the scene where 
Karn and the Corpo guys were all getting fired. I was like looking behind them. There was like a window behind them. And I was looking like, that kind of looks like the back of a stormtrooper. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> for any nugget. I'm looking for a stormtrooper, yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, like it feels like the empire. The only thing I've, I've seen stills. I don't know if it was from this show, if it was taken from something else. The only things I've seen in stills was uh, like fate, like early phase clone trooper armor. Oh, I don't know if that was from this or if that was from something else. I think it was. But I don't yeah, know. I, gotta... I don't think it's a later episode because we haven't it was seen that in yet. The trailer. I feel well, like we've seen clone, clones and stormtroopers in the trailer. But yeah, I'm wondering, like, are we going to see more flashbacks with the clones? Or, like, are there still clones in 5, five uh, ABY here? Or right. BBY? Uh, that's cutting it close for clones if you think about it. True. Yeah, we see them rebels in the their clones role. out. Right after, yeah, true. And they age real quick. So okay, that's probably a flashback then. But yeah, we'll see more of them. Like probably closer to the end of the season when there's big action sequences, and maybe yeah. with this whole heist thing. I'm assuming. I would imagine they're, they're, if we don't see a stormtrooper yeah. aerial garrison, I'll be surprised. Yeah, we're at least seeing tie fighter pilots. Like, oh yeah, gonna... we saw two. Yeah. You, you you can even if we didn't see them, you can't mistake that that swishing sound of a Tie Fighter. Oh, that was yeah. I guess I I said uh, like I like to just sit there and listen to the air speeders. I'd like to scratch that and say I'd like to sit there and just listen to the Tie Fighters. Like this episode had a couple moments like that where it's like you hear it before you see it. Here comes the Tie Fighter overhead. I also had that moment when. Uh, I, there's like six, seven new Rebels characters or whatever that are coming in on the on the forest planet. But the guy that uh, rode in on the 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 speeder, the speeder bike, and like I was like, I know that sound, I know that sound. And then through the trees comes the speeder bike. I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> but no, I would love. I know it's not going to happen, but I would love if there's ever like, given that Cassian's a pretty solid pilot and they're going to be getting chased by there's no way they're getting out of that uh that thing without getting chased by a bunch of tie fighters yeah i want to hear tie fighter attack you know the theme so bad we're not going to but it's the best and i want to hear it tie, is that that was like That's the one that Star Wars, plays right? during it's during the scene when they just escaped the death star and han and yeah. luke jump in the guns And it's also played again during uh, when when Chewie's flying the Falcon in the Last Jedi when Rey's That's on the. That's what game. it is. Okay, because I I really love Asteroid Field from Empire Strikes Back, and I I swear I heard Asteroid Field in like, on the Battle of Crate, and I went back and listened to him. Like, well, that's not Asteroid Field. What is that? And it, okay, so it's Tie Fighter Attack. Interesting. Yeah, I I, I gotta like I. I listened to like the the soundtracks, so I think it's like Tie Fighter Attack and Ben's Death or something. It's got a weird name. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I, I listen. I don't listen. I don't listen to the soundtracks till after I saw the movie or see yeah. the movies or the shows. But oh, I know somebody yeah. that did listen to the soundtrack before seeing <laughs> The Last Jedi and had Yoda's return spoiled. Oh no! <laughs> like because yeah, they did ham it up with the the music there. They did, but no, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, we saw some TIE Fighters. Cassian gets a new identity. Clem. He's going by the name of Clem. 
just his dad's name or uh, I think he just, Dad? No, I yeah. think, did he say I think he just came up with it on the spot I think it's the guy from the flashback in the last episode it's Marva and Clem yeah because yeah it, I think that's and then Luthan had said like oh your your dad was hung in the streets yeah and he pulls a gun on him and that that I crazy know. scene in episode three yeah also I, I want to know how Luthan knows so much about Cassian because I can't imagine Cassian's told everybody this. No, it sounds like he tells little secrets to his lovers and stuff, but that's it. I wonder <laughs> how this all came. Is it Bix? Like, it seems like. Yeah, Bix is the only one that we know that knows the. But I don't even think he's told her that much. Yeah, it seems like she just thinks he's a guy that sells stuff, which you know I guess that, he is. You know that he sells he, cool he stuff. Told her that, we know he told her that she's fr- uh, he's from Canary. But yes, that's about yes. it. Yeah, I, I gotta rewatch that. That's why I have to rewatch the third episode because that's when you get to see them interact. They have like a quick scene while they're walking, and then they yeah. they break apart. But yeah, so yeah, no. Luthen then... is infinitely more interesting after this. Just like he's got this little shop with all these cool artifacts, but that's also like a ton of history in that room. Like, yes, what is did what you is notice? Deal? Did you notice the massive Easter egg for like Legends fans and for Legends, for Legends in that? Let me let me find my list. I found in that scene I did not see anything Legends. Go for it. <laughs> have you played The Force Unleashed? Oh, I think I saw this on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, armor. The armor yeah. in the background was Star Killer's armor if you took the dark side ending at the end of The Force Unleashed yes. with like the big claws. Yes, oh, I don't know if it was the whole armor, but I know the helmet for a fact was the same helmet. Yeah, yeah, I saw like it had, looked like it had like feathers or something on. It. I'm like, what is yeah. that? Is that like a peacock? And then I didn't really look at it. I, I don't know, know if the whole armor set was the armor, but I do know for a fact the helmet was. Yeah, that... and I saw that and I was like, okay, that's cool. They also name dropped yeah. um the 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 Rakatans Rakata. Ricotta. Yeah, that was wild. I my last episode, I did like an episode all about Coruscant history with another podcaster, uh, Ty Nisley, if you're listening at home. Um, and uh, <laughs> we went through like the full history of Coruscant. It was like it was pretty cringy. Like I started like way two hundred thousand years in the past with like the first humans and like and then so I remember so you like did, you know like, it wasn't just canon. You were sticking to just kind of yeah, in general. I kind of I kind of like mushed it all together. I'm like, here's like this this really deep history. This is what Coruscant. we know about Coruscant that could possibly be true. Yeah, and I I remember we devoted like a minute or two to just Rakata, and I said like, oh yeah, they're this the first empire. They took over all this this land and they took over Coruscant and they killed all these people. Um, and then, boom, like the next episode. And now they're canon Coruscant, again. They're talking about Ricotta. That's just and wild. now, and Ricotta is now officially canon. Is so is I'm assuming that's from like an actual. I I, I was familiar with them. I think I started reading Ricotta. The like, original introduction of the Ricottans was. Was it Kotor? I'm I read looking. like the there's like a was Tales it? of the Jedi. It might have been. Like, I'm looking right here. Ricotta. Yeah. It, not like the new Tales of the Jedi that's coming out this year, but the uh, there there was like a Tales of the Jedi comic series that I read. I think they were from. And that. I'm looking in canon. Their first introduction. The only appearance they've only ever been mentioned in canon in Andor. Huh. 
All right, this is huge. Then. Legends, their first introduction. Gonna open up my notes from that course. The species originated in the Star Wars Legends in the 2003 video game Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Kotor. I haven't okay. played Kotor mainly because I can't get past the controls. Oh my! I I downloaded it for my phone or iPad or something because it was on iOS and I I couldn't do it. I think you have to be like a a real computer gamer to do it. Oh, I, I have can't. it on my computer. I just I don't Is it- I don't like the mm-hmm. style of gameplay. So I, I looked up the Ricotta in my Coruscant notes. Uh, it was 30,000 BBY, which the coins that they were showing off in Luthen's little little shop there, uh, there were some coins that were 40,000 years old. So that could be already our second Ricotta reference right there. Maybe those are the yeah, coins well, that the be. Ricottans used and like established Cause... in their first empire. Because as of right now in canon, the only the farthest back we've gone is two hundred years before the Phantom Menace with the High Republic. We're about to go back even further with Phase Two of the High Republic. I'm, look, I, I, guess, have, I just got to do a plug right here. One. Oh, listen to this plug, and then I'm going to get you caught up. <laughs> well, basically, this, this I plug. haven't. I I Go own ahead. Phase One. I just haven't read it yet. Don't don't read it. Hear hear me out. Hear me out. I have started a second podcast <laughs> with uh, <laughs> the three the three idiots in a Star Wars podcast. This podcast uh, that that I like, and uh, we we collaborated, and we are starting a podcast next week when Phase Two of the High Republic comes out, and we are going to read the High Republic. They haven't read these books yet. I have read High Republic chronological order, starting with Phase Two, three hundred and fifty years before the Phantom Menace. I'll see you starting with gonna... Phase Two and then jumping into. Yeah, it's, it's going to be messy, because that's not the way that you're probably supposed to read them, but, like, chronologically. Well, I mean, assuming if it's set prior to the events, yeah. I can't imagine it would hurt. We're going to get, like, some stuff, like, the, the suspense of, There'll like, some references they don't get. Well, yeah, Phase 2 is going to answer questions about Phase 1, but, like, we're going to get those answers before we even know what questions to ask. So, like, maybe it won't pay off the same way, hey, but I'm, like, I mean, it's, like, an it's evil not like Star Wars is known for being out of order or anything. No, it's and really- I'm... I'm a prequel kid, so I, I like to watch the prequels Same. first when I watch the, uh, the 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 Star Wars saga. So like, yeah, I'm gonna I... read the High Republic books like that. Yeah. We got we gotta get back on track. What were we talking? about? We talked about the Ricotta. Uh, we, about, we were talking about the Ricottans, or the Ricottans, yeah, because of yeah. Uh, yeah. He said it because of the Luthen. crystal when he when he had his gloves on. Luthen, he had his fingerless gloves. Yeah, he, he had his finger- crystal. He was it like, was it's a sky it was, stone. Yeah, didn't it also have a ky- piece of kyber embedded in it. Yeah, he, it was a kyber crystal, what he called a sky stone, and it was like, it symbolizes rising up against the Rakatan Empire or something like that. So yeah, like, and he said, I want it clearly meant, Yeah, it clearly meant a lot to him. He says as much, he wants it back, but he's like, also like, there's like a scene of him just holding it in his little fingerless gloves, kind of just looking <laughs> at it for a second, and you're like, wow, like, this is, he's he's strapped for cash right now. He, Mon Mothma's not giving him anything. He's giving away his most yeah. prized possession over to Cassian here. Because he, he yeah. wants he wants to poke, poke the empire in the eye with a stick. Or whatever. A down payment, yep. yeah. Yeah, wild. I love like how he gave that to Cassian. To Cassian could have just straight up stolen the guy's ship at that point. Yeah, he says it too. Like you could kill me and take my ship, but Cassian, you can tell he, he's into it. He's like, okay, oh, yeah, this no. guy's gonna he's, help he's me fight the empire. Yeah, and you can tell when he gets to to the ground with the rebels, and they're like. Putting, putting the plan out there, and he's like, "Well, I don't think that'll work. Let's try this." Like, yeah, they all—none of them wanted him there at all. 
yeah, I like, I like, well, one of them seemed welcoming the, what was the, the, the kid that made like the sculptures. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was funny. I like, so I, was the one that nursed his wound. She was nice too. Yeah. I mean, the guy with the AK 47 from the trailer that everyone freaked out about, but that guy, he's like, like, he seemed the most, like, he seemed the most against Cassian being there, but he was also like, once the leader said like, He's in. He's like, all right, well, here's how we're going to do that. You're going to give me your yeah, belt. The and only one that seems like yeah. truly against Cassian being there is their inside informant. Yeah, the, the guy that came in on the speeder bike. Yeah. He's like been on the planet for seven years. It's like seven years in the making. And he's like, oh, we're going to bring somebody in three days before or what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I spent oh, seven years of my life doing this. <laughs> what's, your, what's the leader's name? Is it Val or Vel or something like uh, that? Vel, I believe. Yeah, she was not happy when she found out that Cassian was getting paid either. <laughs> yeah, what do you think her deal? It feels like so. It seems Luthen, like she Luthen says to Mon Mothma, like, "I have a lot of mouths to feed." So Luthen has all these informants all around the galaxy. I'm sure, or yeah, not informants, but operatives. Like, Luthen to me is what Saw Guerrero would Saw Guerrero would be if he was behind the scenes and not on the ground. That's what he reminds me of. Like, he does have, like, this, I guess, he, he's a parent to Jin because he kind of raises Jin. He he has this parental vibe. Like, when he's talking to her, I'm like, is that his daughter? And I'm like, oh, I got to get that out of my head. Not every Star Wars character is related. Like, that's like all the... Yeah, the we thought that We thought yeah. that for a while, didn't we? Yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden, boom, Palpatine's granddaughter. And then, boom. So, like, they could be related. But I, I got the yeah. vibe immediately, like, like, she respects him. Like he he yells at her and he's like, no, you're gonna do this, and she doesn't. When he yells, like it's. I think it's also the fact. I think it's also the fact that he threatened to not to cancel their mission if he didn't if get Cassian in there. Too. Yeah, maybe it's like okay, well, I'll do what you say because we've devoted months and in in this one guy's case, yeah. years years to this. But no, yeah. Um, then he gets introduced to the group. Oh, also, then he gets introduced. Yeah, then Cassian. Yeah, they get introduced to the group. They're going to raid an Imperial garrison to steal a mo- bunch of money. Yeah, first of all, when, when he says, like, we're going to steal the payroll, my 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 dumb brain thought, but they're just going to steal a list of employees. That's, That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> like, why do they need to? They all wear the same uniform. You know who they are. But, oh, no, they're stealing money. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. That's exactly what I thought, too. too. <laughs> Like, unless it's, like, spies. Like, if it's, like, a secret list of Imperial spies, like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, no, no it's, it's it's money. But Yeah, yeah but no, now that he's breaking into an Imperial garrison for a bunch of money, it's fine. I'm, ex- I'm excited for this heist episode, though. They're talking oh, about yeah, how there's, gonna, there's like, like meteor shower. I think it was in the trailer a little bit, too, and, like, oh, it's going to be sick. I hope it's yeah. the next episode, but it, it, it could I've be. always liked heists, especially oh, heists yeah. in Star Wars. You don't see them often. What, what's your favorite Star Wars heist? Uh, so far, probably the one in Solo. I would, oh, oh, well, that's, yeah, that's a good one, too. I was thinking, there, this is another train heist, I guess, the the Book of Boba Fett one, where we, all the Tuscans are, like, riding up next to the train and jumping onto the train. I thought is that, that really cool. a heist, though? That's more so it's than a, just being revenge. All right, all right. Well, it's on a train, so I win heist, but yeah. Fair enough, they, you're they, not wrong. It's the same they some water. They take some water, right? They, Maybe, they I don't remember. <laughs> Book of Boba Fett, I enjoyed their it. land back. It was just, it's not. It wasn't very memorable, sadly. I 
I enjoyed it. I kind of like when Star Wars is a little weird. I think I enjoyed it more than Kenobi, which is crazy as a prequel kid. Like, no, Kenobi was number one. Oh my god! Don't even get me started on Kenobi. (laughs) Number one in a good you like you loved it. Oh yeah, it's not my favorite thing. It's not my number one anything in Star Wars. That's Revenge of the Sith. But Kenobi's my favorite of the shows so far, probably. I think it's the best show so far. I mean, we'll see what Andor turns out to be. I yeah. and I really love how it bridged it bridged that gap between episode three and episode four. Like it did, and then it's just kind I of sad. Like, I don't. I, I I love the just like the the activity of like Mando and Book of Boba, where it's just a crazy thing happening every week. I, I, I think I enjoyed like, watching that more, but it's all enjoyable. But yeah, oh, no. Sure. So Cassian's on the ground with this group, and they're not happy, but they're filling him in on the plan anyway. And he's going to fly him out of there during some sort of event that happens every three years. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me of Rise of Skywalker, uh, the the festival that happens every. Yeah, 42 years or something. It's like, oh, to the dot, it happens. I don't think I've seen Rise of Skywalker since theaters. Oh, wow. It's not even that I I didn't hate the movie. It's, I watch it, but yeah, I think it's probably my least favorite. And I really love The Last Jedi. Oh, The Last Jedi is, it's a toss up between that and Revenge of the Sith for number one. I, I, I jump between Last Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi. Like, I don't know. I, I love all the, the ones that are, I guess I say the end of the trilogy. I mean, Rise of Skywalker is the end of the trilogy. I don't know. I just Rise feel like Last Jedi just did some big things that I really enjoyed. I, I've come around on Rise of Skywalker probably because I saw it in theaters twice. But the first yeah. time I saw it, it was a bad experience because I missed, like, the entire opening Oh, you got <laughs> that? Yeah, that that is a bad experience. Because the um the movie theater really didn't bring us our stuff; it was our concessions, and I had to go out and get it. <laughs> uh, so you're like, what, how back? what happened? <laughs> I got back just in time to hear Ray Skywalker. <laughs> I got back just in time to hear Palpatine say, uh, "The line from Revenge of the Sith." That's about what I got that back. Much. That's still the... Okay, so you just missed, like, Kylo... Missed, I missed that on the Mustafar stuff. Okay. But yeah, I was a bad mood that I missed any of it. Unnatural. Yes. It, I could... Yeah. I could 100% see... If, if there's going to be any major character other than Mon Mothma, and I think Saw Gerrera is confirmed to be in this... Yep. Was he in the trailer? Yes. Yeah, so um, other than them, I think I would not be surprised if we see a Palpatine cameo at any point. That because be awesome. we, we know I, we're going to be in the Senate is the time I think we'd see him, if at all. Yeah, I feel like we're we're hinting, just getting closer and closer to characters like Palpatine and Saw Gerrera. Like, there are some lines in this episode where... Oh, was, yeah, they name-dropped like, Saw Gerrera. They name-dropped Saw Gerrera. They name-dropped Sly Moore, who's apparently going to be at Mon Mothma's dinner, dinner party, who's like one of I think she's like the right hand to Masameda, uh, who I also did an episode on recently. But like we're is leading, we're still at this point? he is. You should you should listen to my my. It's like a twenty minute episode all about his history. But he he was the the vice chancellor for Valorum back in the Phantom Menace. I know and that. Then, and then he's Palpatine's right hand man. And then he sur- he survives like 
all of the empire and he's like the one that officially signs the treaty to like end the war like, like, <laughs> he's like Palpatine's gone. I got nothing. I got no Mon- more game. I got nothing yeah. left in this. Mon Mothma shows up at, at his house on Coruscant. It's just like, all right, sign this. It's over. It's. I, I think it was Mon Mothma, but it was in the books. So yeah, he's he's around. So we could Is see he- him, and then eventually, yeah, it's Palpatine, and I want to see what he looks like. Is he going to be all? scott and deformed or is, is he gonna like put on a put on a show and make it seem like it's no big well, deal if he's out in public he's showing the, the deformity because it's meant to be the scars that the jedi gave him yeah give him the authority to execute order 66 yeah i don't know uh but yeah Andor is great though yeah, I'm really loving it. Sounds really good um what's the one guy i don't know the actor's name i don't know the character's name but he played Micro in season one of The Punisher. Oh, that's who that guy is. Yeah. He's one of the rebels. And I was like, I recognize him. Micro. Yeah. That is all I know him from. Yeah. That is all also. <laughs> no. Yeah. There wasn't really much to talk about with this episode. Oh, I've there got was one. There was characters, but there wasn't. It was a lot more character stuff than it yeah. was like plot. It was, and yeah, there's not a ton of. I don't. Well, think we got, any oh my, what's scenes. the one? What's her name? We talked about her a little bit. Uh, Dedra or Deidre? I think. In the yeah, ISB. something like that. Yeah. 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 Her storyline of she's she's after the box because that box from the earlier episodes that Cassian stole. Yeah, stolen from also, her quadrant. Yeah. So she's after that because she thinks like she's noticing patterns and she's putting he's together that there's a rebellion out there. And they're Nobody's clearly taking her seriously because uh, who would have thought it? The Empire is sexist. <laughs> that, I'm getting that vibe too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who would have thought? thought it? They're racist and sexist. Like there's no aliens say, in here. It's all humans. And it's mostly how men. often have we seen a female Imperial in Star Wars? I mean, never in the original trilogy. Never in never. the originals. We see them in I guess Rebels. We see one, or we see a couple in Rebels. Oh, like, oh, is, it only one or is it just Pride? In the sequels, I feel like the major. I feel like at like Kylo Ren's table. Yeah, but that's not really the, the most of the ones with speaking. I'm more like or... the Imperial era. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, it's it's mostly men. I mean, they're yeah. You got like Ray Sloan, who's like a. Uh, yeah, race Admiral. Cool. Yeah, I haven't. Has she? No, she's been in uh, that video game, Squadrons. I, I still have to finish that. I get, I get dizzy playing she's that. Rumored one. to make an appearance, potentially, like as a younger. Like, when does she? When does she first get introduced? I forget. Like, how in, long has she been a part of the Empire? She is in the New Dawn book. It was like the first yeah. canon book, and it was Kanan and. Uh, so, so, she's, like, so she was introduced even before the events of the others. Okay. Yeah, like all the stuff that came out at the beginning of like when Disney bought it, it was like the Aftermath trilogy, which she was in. There was a New Dawn, which she was in. Like <laughs> at that I point, you'd have been like, oh, this is the main character of Star Wars now. Yeah. But I, I was going to my list on what I saw in Luthen's shop, and you, you called out the Starkiller armor. Got some other things that I have not listened. Usually I, I'll listen to like other podcasts after I watch something, but like this this show, I'm trying to like, I'm just going to record my podcast, then I'll listen to other people's. Like, <laughs> I want to see if I can 
see if I can actually get stuff for myself. And what I found was Mandalorian armor. That was that was the easy one. I saw that in the back. Yeah. Um, there was a immediately. Calicori, like the Twi'lek art thing that family describes the whole family thing. tree. Yeah. Saw that back there. There was a big Gungan shield from the Phantom Menace. I did not see that. Ooh, it, it was tough. It was like towards the end when... Uh, they're on their way out, or no? It's when uh, the the driver and um, and the assistant Clea or Cleo, or uh, she was showing him the coins uh, in that scene. You could see it in the background. Okay. Uh, in the scene where Luthen and Mon Mothma are, it's never just Mon. It's when I say Mon, it's, it's Mon Mothma. Like Mon Mothma. Um, you have to. Because if that. I just say Mon, I might accidentally say Mom, and that. that <laughs> you, know, you ever call the teacher Mom, and you never. Uh, you never recover of it. No, so I, I she's always got to be. What mom was a little bit different, though. You know, I, I, mommy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was gonna say it. <laughs> in the in the when they're in the back, uh, you can see what looks like some holocrons behind Luthen. It's not really in focus, but it there was a triangle in like- a box. So I'm like, those are holocrons, Jedi and Sith, right there. Likely. And then the I, I mean, thing. how would he have those in his shop that one Palpatine have sensed yeah. that? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, maybe well, everything was, in there is fake. I was trying to get a good look at the uh, the thing that she that Mon Mothma ended up taking from the shop. I didn't get a good look at it. See if it was yeah. from anything. What did he call it? He said I wrote it down because I didn't understand it. Sun goddess and a really serpent. From the overworld sharing the same mouth. I was thinking like sun goddess. There's all this stuff. I guess if you read Brotherhood, you'll get a ton of this, but like Anakin is like obsessed with the story that his mother used to tell him about a sun dragon that it's basically like it like he loved too much and the sun dragon died and became an evil dragon. Like it's basically like foreshadowing the story of Anakin Skywalker. It's basically so Anakin's entire story. Yeah, like had he loved too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was wondering if there was a relation to that, but I, I didn't, I haven't thought it through enough yet. And uh, when I saw the image, it was like almost like a half and half kind of thing. Like, well, the image on the rock, on the slab that she had, it kind of reminded me of um, the symbol in the temple on Octu in the Last Jedi. Oh, the little like. The little shallow pond that's yeah. yeah, it's like a meditation room or something. Yeah, yeah. When she's telling, when he brings up Palpatine, but no, I love though that Luke dies doing the most Jedi like thing. How do we not talk about Andor for like ninety percent of it? Because oh man, yeah, oh, right back. I had one more thing in that that shop. Uh, there was these little carbonite slabs. I couldn't tell what was in them, but then I like got thinking like, what could you? Are are they like transporting like pets? Are these like fossils of like ancient creatures that I mean, have been preserved in carbonite? Like, he's got all these carbonite slabs. If they're in a store. Oh, that's that's just cool. Like you could just like bring home a fossil and then like open it up and like it's alive. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Carbonite. I, I mean, love stars. Carbonite could also kill, can't it? Potentially. Yeah, they're risks. Oh yeah, because Vader says like, ah, we don't know if this is gonna work, so try it on Han before we. Yeah, do it on Han before we do it. On <laughs> yeah, he's he's disposable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Harrison Ford thought so. Yeah, he would have liked that, I'm sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, Harrison you know, Ford got, does not like Star Wars, does he? <laughs> no, but he got such a good death. That's another one where, like, oh the yeah, whole Kylo story. Like, uh, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I. Have to and do I love how they people were wondering if Han was a flashback in, or a uh, Force Ghost in the Last Jedi. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. not I the mean, Last Jedi, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, but no. it's the finale of all of Star Wars. They had to show him in some way, and I thought, like, having it be a memory. Did, it was a flashback. It was like a flashback to an extent. Him making the right decision, and then the yeah. callback when he goes when he goes to say "I love you" and Han just interrupts him. <laughs> oh God, it brought it. That there are some great moments in that movie. Yeah, didn't they say with Andor they're gonna be like jumping to different time periods other than just flashbacks? Yeah, I think season two is gonna. Season two is supposed like to go every, up to the end of, to the beginning of yeah. Rogue One. It's like every three episodes they're gonna jump a year and kind of like take us right up to zero. Be or zero BBY because it'd be before Star Wars. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's supposed to be season two though. So like, I don't think we're gonna be jumping too much other than. Flashbacks. I think we jump maybe at the halfway point of this. Isn't this season like twelve episodes? Yeah, we get 24 total episodes of this. I think so. I think maybe we jump at the halfway point. I do think, I don't think we're going to see it yet, but I do, would not be surprised if we see the events that leads to Mon Mothma yeah. publicly denouncing the Empire that we see in Rebels. And then yeah, rallying and, and, the, uh, the, all the Rebel cells together. Yeah, I need to see that. Like, Mon Mothma's in the show, like, that's what I need to see from her. I'll probably get some yeah. cool stuff in between, but like now that she's here, that's what I want to see. If we get to see, like, just even if we just hear that a bit of that speech at some point, that'd be really cool. No, I could talk about Star Wars for literally just ever, though. Yeah, you want to do it again? I would be, I'd love to. All right, that was my episode with Kenny covering uh, Andor episode four. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we, we had a really fun time. We talked for a lot longer than these these 45 minutes. Um, and I, I, I finished editing the episode, and there is almost as much that I cut just from tangents and stuff um, as the 45 minutes you're listening to here. So I might just post all of that as a separate episode, just shooting the poodoo uh, with, with uh, my new friend Kenny. So uh, thank you for listening. You can follow me at Star Wars Skinny on Twitter. And then, of course, Kenny is Sith underscore Slayer 683. Um, Thanks again for listening. They're so fat and satisfied.